Hello and welcome to Counselling Conversations with Julie, brought to you by Beyond the Surface Counselling. And if you have not already done so, please share, like, follow and subscribe to the podcast. Podcast where we look through the lens of counselling to help you improve your relationships, life and look for ways to live a more healthy and fulfilling life. In today's episode, we are talking about the power of stillness. So have you ever gazed out over the water or up in a mountain and breathed out a big sigh or breath? Did you sit and be in that moment? Did you feel the smallness of being human compared to the vastness of the body of water or the height of the mountain? Do you find yourself wishing for a moment to slow down and take some time for yourself? but it never seems to eventuate. Something always gets in the way. Let's face it, we live in a noisy, light-filled world and we are plugged in and connected to social media that is accessible to us 24-7, 365 days a year. We receive both positive and negative feedback from news and social media from all over the world. We are often overwhelmed by an overload of information. Often the overload of information, technology or any other stress that exceeds your coping mechanisms creates feelings of stress, anxiousness and overwhelm. And not only with that stressor, but it trickles into other parts of our daily living. So how can we minimise, reduce or de-stress when we are so busy? What if I told you that all you need is a routine of 10 to 15 minutes a day to feel less stressed and relaxed and be in a place where your body is regulated, where where it will enable you to make difficult decisions in an informed and conscious way? What we're about to talk about is nothing new. It's been around for centuries. And there are many books, research, interviews, etc. that are based on the mind-body therapies, which are based on stillness, mindfulness and meditation. In Buddhism, the state of mental balance and mindfulness is is often referred to as the equanimity. And equanimity involves maintaining an inner peace, inner calm and steadfastness, regardless of any external circumstances, be that the environment or people. Remaining steadfast through the balance of equanimity provides emotional regulation so that we lean in to compassion, regardless of what's going on around us or the experience. And compassion is one of the attitudes of equanimity or the attitude of calm. The other Attitudes are gratitude, forgiveness, acceptance and hope. So stillness through mindfulness calms the mind. So qualities like compassion can be fostered and nurtured. The use of mindfulness allows time and space for us to self-reflect, hear our thoughts and by it helps to soothe our nervous system. We try and we try and um, solve lots of problems while sometimes we're just sitting there. Try and resist our gut reactions. Slow down, slow things down, and be reflective. 
Is stillness in an anxious world something you crave? Now, the human mind or brain has been described as the most complex and intricate structure in the known universe. And that is sitting on our shoulders. The brain contains around a billion neurons, 85 billion other cells, and over 100 trillion connections. Now, get your head around that information. It's mind-blowing, isn't it? How complex our mind actually is. No wonder we're tired at the end of the day, tired in mind and body. Our mind and body needs to have time to be still. I have heard many times that mindfulness is a woohoo thing to do, a bit out there, doesn't work, don't have time, I'm too busy, and the list goes on. I hear what you're saying. However, have you really given mindfulness a good go? Have you really leaned into the experience? Let me tell you, it's not easy. It does take practice. And if we don't practice, we don't learn, learn from it or grow from the experience. And that goes for everything in our lives. If we don't practice, we never grow. You know, it would be like not practicing how to drive a car before we got our license. If we decided, no, too hard, we wouldn't learn and grow from that experience and eventually get your license. And as we all know, anything we practice, we get better at. It becomes easier. And then we have the ability to transfer those skills we've learned to other parts of our lives. So mindfulness is a state of being fully present, curious, and non-judgmental to your life experience, whatever that may be at the moment. Now, John Kabat-Zinn, the founder of the scientific-based mindfulness-based stress reduction, said that mindfulness means paying attention in a particular way, on purpose, in the present moment, non-judgmentally. And in mindfulness, we purposely cultivate our attention, a bit like sowing seeds. We cultivate the land first, we sow the seed, our intention, and then we water it and we wait. So we're cultivating our attention. We shift our attention when we recognize that we're having unhelpful thoughts and feelings. There are, there are formal mindfulness practices such as breath work, body scans, and open awareness, but there are also, also informal practices such as bringing awareness to listening. So really listening to that person when they're talking to you, to our speaking, pausing, being mindful of what we say, walking, Walking with more intention of what do we hear, see, smell, and what um, experiences can we feel as we're putting one foot in front of the other. And mindful eating, noticing each taste, each flavour as we're eating it, etc. Mindfulness is one way to enable us to control our attention, our thoughts and our feelings, especially if those thoughts and feelings are not serving us well in our lives. Practicing mindfulness is a not, not a once a week experience. It's not I've been there, done that now, done for the week. Mindfulness is a state of being. And when practiced regularly, it's associated with fewer negative thoughts, more positivity, a greater sense of your self-worth, 
overall physical well-being and mental balance, increased resilience, we bounce back faster, and less chronic anxiety, depression, and mental health challenges. In many Australian schools, actually, mindfulness-based well-being programs are being provided to students and teachers with great results, both academically, socially, and emotionally. The business sector is also jumping on board as they've found that the benefits of mindfulness and they offer it to offer programs for many of their employees. Within therapeutic practices such as counselling and psychology, mindfulness can facilitate the change in emotional and mental health and well-being. Caldwell's research in 2012 found that mindfulness skills increased your self-focused attention and changed the characteristics of that attention. So it actually changed it so it was a less biased attention, it was more flexible and non-reactive. Using a mindfulness-based approach in counselling can prepare individuals for greater receptiveness to change their distorted beliefs and maladaptive behaviours and negative social reactions. So research has demonstrated that mindfulness-based intervention can change our neural pathways in the brain that are related to um, rumination, so that ruminating, that same thought over and over again. Worry, our self-regulation going from zero to 100 in a second flat, to compassion, to really listening and hearing what another may be saying to you, to our attention, to notice those small things around us, to our emotional reactivity, not jumping to that first reaction because we are angry or sad or distressed, and our effect on how it affects us. These positive changes lead to a positive outcome for mental and physical health and overall whole body well-being. So are you ready to try the power of stillness? Thank you for joining me today. I hope you have found Counselling Conversations with Julie helpful. If you think this podcast would help someone you love or know, please share, like, follow and subscribe to the podcast. And if you don't mind giving me a five-star rating, you'll be ultimately helping others to find the podcast. In addition, if you have something on your mind, a question or something you would like me to delve deeper into, click the link in the bio below what's on your mind. Until next time, be kind and gentle with yourself. Thank you.